Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Who's Next. I am your host, Jordan Backus, and apologies for a few weeks off here. But here we are, back at it, with quarterback predictions. Last episode, we talked about the 2023 and 22 class of the wide receivers and how predictions can hopefully accurately predict how they're going to do for the upcoming season. This week, like I said, we're taking a look at the 23 and 22 quarterbacks in their rookie and second seasons in the NFL. Just like last time, we're going to start with the 23 rookie class, as that is the hot topic nowadays in the fantasy dynasty space. So, just like last time, we're going to look both at prediction tree methods and linear regression. So first, the prediction tree. Like we said last time, it's not the best model for continuous variables such as fantasy points per game but it does tell some sort of story especially when you look at the the decision points in the tree as always you can reach out to me in our destination devi discord or on twitter to receive any and all of these graphics so that you can follow along but for our 2023 quarterback class the number one predictor is whether the overall selection was greater than or less than 52 and a half. So that's saying anybody that is at 53 or higher is going to be kind of towards the bad end. Anybody 52 or lower kind of going to be towards our good end. So the first decision point right there splits our, I guess, tester population group into two areas. Towards the left, the guys that were drafted at 53rd and higher their fantasy points per game in rookie season is only about 5.1 points per game. Anybody under 52 for an overall selection is looking right off the bat at 12.9 points per game. That's almost an 8-point difference just 
looking at draft capital and looking at this 23 class, there's only four of them that fit that. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. Taking that overall selection 52 or lower, we can break that down even further. And the next decision point looks at the overall selection greater than or less than 13 and a half. That says anybody who is drafted at 13 or later, you're going down to the left at 10.1 fantasy points per game. So Will Levis would fall into that category. But Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson were all drafted in the top four, which is obviously within the top 13. So they're looking at the good side of that at 14.4 points per game. You're probably thinking to yourself, only 14.4 points per game? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, these guys are still rookies. They still have some learning to do. They're going to have their ups and downs. Although the 22 class was kind of down, there was only one quarterback that averaged more than 11.8 points per game from that class, and that's Washington Sam Howell. He only started a few games. I think it was only maybe one or two towards the end of the year. So that sample's even skewed a little bit. Ultimately, this is coming to tell us not to expect that much from these rookie quarterbacks within their first season. Moving on to the linear regression model, I'm pretty confident in this one. Although the initial testing correlation of 3.59 is not very good, there are some outliers heavily skewing that number. Our test group consisted of guys like Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Sam Howell, and Brock Purdy, which, like I said, heavily skewed that correlation. If we remove those four, our correlation jumps up to 0.8099, which is extremely high. Correlation is from negative 1 to 1, 0 showing no correlation, 1 being a positive, perfect correlation, and this 0.8099 is dang near right next to that one, which is great for this model. I know some of you are going to come at me and say, well, you can't remove the outliers, and I get it, but too bad, I did. So we're looking at this model with a fantastic test result if you remove those outliers. In this model, some of the significant variables were obviously overall selection as we want to consider draft capital, but also best season PFF passing grade and best season rushing yardage market share. Obviously, those are two very telling statistics when trying to predict fantasy success at the NFL level. Taking all that and applying it to this class, we still got Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud at the top with 13.9 projected points per game for their rookie season. Moving on down, we only have an additional three guys that are looking at kind of the good end here. That's Anthony Richardson with 11.9 points per game, Will Levis with 11.4, and Hendon Hooker makes the group at 9.8 points per game. When comparing the two models, Hendon Hooker is our biggest winner when looking from the decision tree to the linear regression model. His 4.2 predicted points per game for the tree model is 5.6 less than his predicted points per game for the linear regression model. Like with the tree, I talked about draft capital, and Hendon Hooker did not meet the qualifications it was looking for. However, when we're looking at the linear regression side, that draft capital is okay, but it doesn't hurt him as much as the tree did. Unfortunately, the guys like Stetson Bennett, Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon, and Sean Clifford are about in that 7-point-per-game range. Guys like Jake Hayner, 
Dorian, Tom- Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jaron Hall, and Tanner McKee are much lower. And Max Duggan rounds out the bottom. Way down there at about, honestly, about three points per game. So a lot of these backup guys are going to be fill-ins when the starters hurt. But the main guys you want to be looking at, obviously, are Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Hendon Hooker as well. Before we get going on to the year two predictions for the 22 quarterback class, let's hear from our sponsor, Underdog. No matter if you're a redraft junkie or a dynasty degenerate, I'm guessing your favorite time of year is draft season. Well, that's exactly what Underdog is. Draft season all the time. You'll be able to fast draft against randomly selected opponents or some of our DD members in as many best ball leagues as your heart desires. Through our partnership, Underdog is willing to match 100% up to $100 on first-time deposits. That's $103 to draft in leagues all off-season to win real money at the end of the year. Use promo code WAKEUP to receive this promo. If you deposit $10 or more, you'll also receive access to the Destination Devi Discord for the entire 2023 NFL season. That alone right there is worth more than you're imagining it is. So head over to Underdog and use promo code WAKEUP to receive this incredible offer. I know a lot of our guys are hot and heavy over at Underdog right now, and our guy Jay Rich is putting out weekly ADP content for us to consume and use for all of our drafts. Seriously, I need to get into more of these drafts with the guys, but head on over and you will not regret it. All right, so looking at the 2022 quarterback class going into the year two, we have a initial cutoff in our decision tree at about 9.7 points per game. So guys that scored above 9.7 will be predicted to have higher points per game in their second season. So that's guys like Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, and Brock Purdy. Then the next cutoff, or actually let me, let me go back. The guys that do not score greater than 9.7 points per game, they're looking at about 5.2 points per game their second season. If they do score over that 9.7 initial threshold, they're looking at 17 points per game. That's why when I was talking about those rookies, when I was saying, okay, 14 points per game, yes, that's low. But if you look at that in a rookie season, that is extremely good. We're looking at 9.7, and that 14.4 is obviously well above that. So going back to the second year guys here, the next cutoff is a PFF offensive grade of 61 or less. So the guys that don't have that 61, and that's someone like Desmond Ritter, they're looking at about 14.3 points per game their second season. If they do hit that 61 cutoff for the PFF offensive grade, they're all the way looking up at 18.5 points per game. That's guys like Kenny Pickett, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, and yes, Brock Purdy as well. Those are the guys that are most likely to have very high scores their second season. And although these decision trees are not the best for these type of variables and predictions, this model had a .77 correlation, which is obviously extremely good. Moving over to the linear regression model, guys like Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, and yes, once again, Brock Purdy really stand out. Kenny Pickett's looking at a 16.7 points per game his second season. Sam Howell's 15.8, and Brock Purdy, 
while it is still good, is only down there at 13.6. Kenny Pickett seems to be a huge buy right now based off of everything I'm seeing. He's being undervalued and is looking at probably a pretty good second season coming up. They added some offensive line help, already have weapons there, and they're going to be sticking with him. I don't know if we can really say that for the next two with Sam Howell and Brock Purdy. Howell is more than likely really looking only at this year being a guaranteed, depending how he plays. And Brock Purdy coming off Tommy John surgery already has Trey Lance and even Sam Darnold in there battling for reps. Initially, this linear regression model tested extremely poorly with only a 0.35 correlation. However, a lot of that was due to a few outliers that we can really even spot going into their second season. There were four quarterbacks that really dragged down that correlation, and like I said, we can tell stories about all of them. Kyle Loletta is obviously a guy that probably only played a couple games, had a decent points per game, a couple good metrics, but he obviously wasn't the starter going into his second season. Deshaun Kaiser for the Browns he had a very decent rookie season, but was immediately traded to the Packers going into the following year. Obviously, with the situation change and teams really not necessarily believing in him, we can tell our story as to why he is an outlier here. Same with Josh Rosen. His rookie year was less than stellar, and they immediately replaced him with Kyler Murray. Lastly is the Baltimore Ravens' Trace McSorley. Obviously, he probably only came in just like Loetta for a couple games as the backup and wasn't going to be a starter going into his second season. We can tell our stories with all four of these outliers. And once we remove them from the test group, our correlation jumps up to 0.8095, which is extremely good. So yes, removing the outliers for both rookies and second year guys here, but they are guys that we can put context to and identify outside of the numbers as to why these metrics do not work for them. Somebody like Bailey Zappi might fall into this. He had a few good games with the Patriots last year, but Mac Jones is still the starter. In the decision tree, he had 18.5 predicted points per game. In linear regression, he's only down at 9.1. So a huge 9.4 difference there. We can really tell the story as to why Bailey Zappi will not have success in year two. On the other side, we can tell ourselves a story as to why somebody like a Desmond Ritter could have a very good year two. He really didn't play much as a rookie, but when he did, he was decent. His PFF offensive grade of 55.9 is not very good, but with the weapons around him and the Falcons' commitment to him as their starting quarterback going into 22, he could be somebody that shocks a lot of people in the fantasy space this upcoming season. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Who's Next? When we're looking at predicting the future of the 2022 and 23 quarterback classes. Next episode, we will be looking at the running backs. I'm not sure if that will be next week or in a couple weeks, but that is what's on deck for us here. We'll additionally be looking at the tight ends in the future. Like I said in the beginning, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or within our Destination Devi Discord to get all of the graphics associated with not only this episode, but last week's episode on the wide receivers as well. On Twitter, you can find me at at jordanbackus33 or the Discord over at patreon.com forward slash allgas. That is it for this week, everybody. Hope you all have a good week. Stay good, be good, and go Nuggets.
Not to be. 96 yards. It's a touchdown. Braylon Allen's first of the year.